Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. With Christmas now upon us and New Year's right around the corner, the name of the game is football. Lots of football, front and center, both college and the NFL. And you know what's also front and center, big time? COVID-19. So yeah, lots to talk about. So like I said, listen up, everyone, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, folks, before I get into everything I want to talk about, first, I want to say I'm glad I'm back for my loyal Get a Load of This podcast listeners, and I am thrilled to be at my new home, Believe.com. From now on, you're going to be hearing me right here each and every week. Uh, it's a great team, a great group, and I'm looking forward to being part of Believe.com. So now that we got that out of the way, Let's get into the business at hand. And before I get into the colleges and and the pros and and this and that, I want to touch on COVID-19 because for a lack of, for a lack of a better term, some of the crap that I'm hearing and reading is really pissing me off. And I'm not saying that to be crass. I'm saying that because... It angers me. You know, Brian Kelly from Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish got themselves into the you know college playoffs. They're going to be playing Alabama while Ohio State is going to be playing Clemson. And, and, and I'm, you know, I could care less, quite frankly, who's playing. But first I'm going to take Brian Kelly to task. Then I'm going to take committees to task because everybody's got their head up their collective asses and here's why brian kelly had he came out prior to his team losing to clemson he he came out and said he he was thinking of protesting the college football playoff 
if parents weren't going to be allowed to attend the game. And he was bitching and moaning, if you will, and complaining that, you know, why isn't the Rose Bowl, uh, why isn't the game moved to a place where some fans are allowed into the stadium? And I do understand that point. And I don't understand, well, the committee members of the people who run these bowl games can't... Look, there's nobody going into the stands anyway at the Rose Bowl. So it's not like you're getting gate receipts. What's the big deal? We are playing in a COVID-19 year. A year we wish we could all forget. So why the hell... Is this a big deal? But before I get into that, let me get back to Brian Kelly, the head coach of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. He's talking about how it would be a sin and it would be a a crime if parents were not allowed to go in and see their kids play. Their kids have worked hard. Their kids have done this. Their kids have done that. It's their life's dream to play and their parents can't watch them play, and the parent can't see their children play. You know what? I understand that. But I think we're all forgetting what a lot of people have gone through. There there were a lot of people in the hospital who died alone. Who died alone. I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. How would you like your child to be in a hospital and he or she died alone? Or how would you like your mom or dad or your sibling to be in a hospital and they had to die alone because of COVID-19? And what are we talking about? We're talking about parents not being able to go see their sons playing a football game. Has everybody lost sight of what's important? It really bothered me when I was reading and watching this crap. Makes no sense to me. And it seems all those heartbreaking scenes from nurses having to hold the hand of somebody because they were dying alone. You dropped your siblings, you dropped your family member off at a hospital, said goodbye, and you didn't know if you were going to see him again. And I got to hear some head coach talking about, it's not fair for my players' parents not to be able to see the kids play, so I'm thinking of pulling a boycott. I think everybody needs to pull their head out of their asses so they can see things more clearly. And college football, listen, I think it's a bunch of crap anyway. And I love the game. I love the game. But the hypocrisy in in college sports in general is over the top. And then you have from the Brian Kellys, let's look to the flip side. Why wouldn't you play in a place where you could have fans? Because you want to prove a point? You know, folks... Those of you who've been fans of Get a Load of This, you know how I feel about kids being taken advantage of. Don't give me this bula bula crap that they're student athletes. No head coach in football in the top 25 is hired to make sure they have a good graduating class. They're, they're hired to win. 
Okay? That's what it's all about. They're hired to win. So this business, I, I, I mean, let's use a little common sense. And people are still dying alone in hospitals. They are still dying alone in hospitals. Their moms and dads can't visit them. Their kids can't go visit them when it's reverse. And I got to hear some bickering over this bullshit because that's what it is. And, And I'm not using these words for effect. I'm using it because that's how I feel. For crying out loud, give us all a break. Stop with the rhetoric. Stop with the BS. Go win a football game, and if you're doing it without fans, so what? So what? Let's let's not lose sight of what we've been through in 2020. Because we've we're all still going through hell. So let's try and huh? A little common sense. I get it. I get, you know. This is what kids play for. I get that. But think about what other people went through. Think about that for a second. A lot of people have, was it like 300,000 people have died? Most of them alone in a hospital. Alone. Their hands were held by strangers, nurses, who had their souls ripped out. I'm I'm not being overly dramatic here, folks. You've seen the pictures. You've seen the stories. So stop with the crap about, oh, I can't, you know, I'm not going to play. We're going to protest if the parents can't come watch. And, And speaking of fans, I've said this before. You heard me say it, and I'll say it again. I do not understand the NFL's logic. They're partners. They all share in a big TV contract. They're partners. So if you're partners, you got to think like partners. So how the hell can some cities, and if you're in a city that has fans, like let's say Kansas City or Dallas, God bless you. I'm not knocking that. But it's ass backwards if other stadiums and other teams can't have fans. Let me give you an example. And I'm not saying it because I'm part of the Giants quote-unquote family and I do their pregame shows on on TV. But for example, within the NFC East, the Giants went to Dallas earlier in the season and played before some fans. Obviously, Cowboy fans. When the Cowboys come in to play the last game of the season at MetLife Stadium, there are going to be no Giant fans there. There are going to be no fans there. Where's the balance? So I I don't think the the NFL, you know, everybody's trying to, I, I get it. Everybody's trying to get a handle on COVID. We still are. We're still fighting it. Um I don't want to say a losing battle because everybody's 
done a pretty good job trying to fight through it. But where's the logic in that? If you're all partners, everybody should be on an even playing field. Either you have fans or you don't have fans. Not in my place you can have fans, but in your place you can't. It does not make sense. I'm sorry. It does not make sense. So that's that's all I'm going to say on COVID because, um, you know, as my dear old late friend Yogi Berry used to say, it ain't over till it's over and COVID is not over yet. When I see it being over, that's when I'll believe it. All right. So that said, let me get to the business of, uh, well, first let me get to the business of the New York Jets. The New York Jets went into play the L.A. Rams on the road in a game that was huge for the Rams because they were tied for first place with the Seattle Seahawks. And the 0-13 Jets went in and pulled the upset of the season. They pulled the upset of the season, so they are now 1-13. They will not go winless in 2020. But now they're being mocked. Yep, they're being mocked. I, I look on, on, I've seen it on, on Facebook. I've seen it on Twitter. I read it in the papers. I hear it on TV. What the hell did they do? They just blew the top pick. Now they might not be able to get Trevor Lawrence. There is something that I, I've been covering sports. I've been in this business going on 37 years. As a kid, I, ne- I didn't care if my team stunk. I wanted to watch and root for them to win any game I would watch. I remember, God bless him, when Herm Edwards was the head coach of the New York Jets. And he gave that famous quote at one of his press conferences. You play to win the game. Yes, that's what you do, folks. You play to win the game. This kid, Matt Donald, who's gone through an awful lot in his three years as a giant. He played to win the game. Adam Gaze, and I'm not even a fan of Adam Gaze. I don't particularly like him. The, the guy's been a punching bag all season. That what That's what happens to a coach who's 0-13. You don't think he wanted to win a game? You don't think the players, did you see the joy in the players? Players play. Players compete. And if you don't understand that, then you don't know anything about sports and competition. Players play. Players compete. And as Herm Edwards said years ago, you play to win the game. This this business, when people say tank, I'm sorry. And if they lose out on Trevor Lawrence, first of all, Nothing in life is a given except death and taxes. Okay? 
How's that for using a cliche? I've seen a lot of surefire guys come into the league and were not ended up being not what they were expected of. You see it every year. See it every year. So shame on any fans or media, members of the media, who criticize the Jets for winning a football game. They didn't, they didn't want to go down in history as a winless team. You want to criticize them, not shame on them, then criticize you, okay? Criticize you. All right. That's enough on the Jets this week. The Giants. Uh, they just had a lousy game Sunday night against the Cleveland Browns. They lost 20 to 6. I don't, like I say, I'm part of the Giants family, but I, I, I got to tell you, Colt McCoy is a backup quarterback for his career for a reason. He was no match for Baker Mayfield. You, you know, I heard people saying prior to the game, well, yeah, obviously Daniel Jones would give the Giants, the best chance to win. But how much is an unhealthy Daniel Jones better chance, a better chance than uh, Colt McCoy? Well, you know what? He, I hate, I'm not trying to belittle Colt McCoy, but he couldn't have been any worse. There were, there were two passes. I think one to Evan Ingram, the other one I believe was Golden Tate. Golden Tate or Sterling Shepard. The point was, he should have had two other. He should have had two touchdown passes. Would have been a different football game, even though the Giants were outplayed. Backups are backups for a reason. You know, I remember nineteen nineteen. It was Super Bowl twenty five. Giants won a Super Bowl. Uh, they went on. The season was still going on, and Phil Sims, I don't know, it was a cracked foot. I, I forget what. Anyway, he was put on the shelf, and Jeff Hostetler came in, led them to a championship, led them to a Super Bowl victory. Remember, 2019, Scott Norwood for the Buffalo Bills, wide right. You need, see, this is also the period, the time of, the salary caps. You might think you can save on a backup quarterback. And you can save. But if your backup quarterback has to come in for any extended period of time and not be able to do the job, it's going to bite you on the ass. And, and listen, kudos to... Um, Colt McCoy, you know, because he, he had come in and, and they pulled, <laughs> other than the Jets' victory over the Rams, Giants pulled the second best upset of the season, beating Seattle in Seattle with Colt McCoy at the helm. 
But let's be honest, the defense had a lot to do with that. You need backups to be really capable backups. You need a backup to be able to come in and sling it around. Look, I'm seeing Jalen Hurts with the Dallas Cowboys. Excuse me, uh, Jalen Hurts with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm seeing Andy Dalton, not great, but Andy Dalton for the, for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Y- you need a capable backup. And I just don't think, unfortunately, nice guy, solid as a rock. He can manage a game. But when he's got to put the team on his back, which many times a quarterback has to do, you know, Colt McCoy just wasn't able to do that. Again, I'm not looking to belittle him, but he just wasn't able to do that. But they had Giants had other problems. Uh, you know, you had James Bradbury out, the best defensive player. You had the uh, rookie Darnay Holmes out. You had two key players in the defensive backfield not playing. You, quite frankly, the absence of those two guys, the absence of, of Bradbury and Holmes, they were probably missed more so than even Daniel Jones. That's how devastating it was. Now, no, listen, Joe Judge doesn't make excuses. I think the guy, I don't think he's a good head coach. I think he's a great head coach. I have never seen, I, I've been watching a lot of sports for a lot of years. I've never seen a coach, a rookie coach, who's, who's only, by the way, 38 years old. I've never seen a r- rookie coach come in and be more comfortable in his own skin than this guy. He's his own man. You know, when when Judge first came in, I was wondering, because who were his mentors? His mentors were uh, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, two legends of the game. Two legends of the game. But a lot of times I've seen this happen where coaches come in and they try to be what their predecessor was or what their mentor was. And it just doesn't work. You gotta be you. And Joe Judge is Joe Judge. You know, people are talking today, well, he tried to do a fake field goal and he gambled and this and that. He knows what he's got. He's got to try and make something happen because he knows he's dealing with a short deck. And whether you think the NFC East sucks or not, the bottom line is with two games left in the season, the Giants are still alive. Now, quite frankly, just about everybody else in the division still is as well. It's it's a crazy season. But you fight and you continue and then you move on. But as Joe Judge says, our our goal is to get ready to play every week. And that's what 
listen, Adam Gaze is not going to be back with the Jets next year. You can't survive. You know, they're 0-13. GM Joe Douglas is going to bring in a, a, a new head coach, which means a new staff. But you, you get out every week and you compete. That's what coaches do. That's what players do. You know, I, I really could care less if the Jets win or lose. And I grew up as a Jets fan. But, you know, times have changed. That was a long time ago. But the criticism that I hear, I, I mean, it, it it's nuts. And I guess that's why they say fan, the word fan comes from fanatics. It's nuts. People are dogging. They're dogging the, the, the Jets today because they won a game. Not only did they win a game, they went into enemy territory and knocked off a team that was in first place. Traveled across the country, knocked off a team that was in first place. Sean McVay stood on the sideline, looked like he saw a ghost. The coach of the Rams. It wasn't a ghost. It was the New York Jets. They won the game. And you know why they won the game? Because they played to win the game. You know, a week ago when Daniel Jones played, I'm, it, it was mind-boggling to me. We're, we're sitting at the game. I guess it was the Arizona game. And I'm, I'm looking on, on my phone on Twitter. It's like, get Daniel Jones out of town. He stinks. What are you talking about? And, and, and Daniel Jones didn't make an excuse. And the head coach didn't make an excuse that he was hurt. And even if he wasn't hurt. Let's get the guy... Get him out of town, he stinks. Here's what I'm going to suggest, folks. As get ready to put a bow on this. If, if that's how you're going to view sports, I suggest you go into Christmas and give yourself a new Christmas present. And make it a New Year's resolution as well. To give yourself a new attitude. A fresh attitude. Players don't tank. Coaches don't tank. It's their livelihood. Okay? It's their livelihood. They play to win the game. And that, my friends, is now going to be a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you people. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do that uh, on Twitter. My tag is at Russ Salzberg. You can let me know on Facebook. You can also always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. And uh, once again, I said it at the top. I'd like to say it now. Thanks to my new home for Get a Load of This, Believe. You're going to be able to hear me 
each and every week as we move forward. It is Believe.com, so thanks to the good folks there. And last but certainly not least, a big-time thank you to you, the people out there, because without you, the people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzburg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Merry Christmas and a happy holidays, everyone. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells... Amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy, the way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.